2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: Hello and welcome to the Driving Wall Show. Now, you know what? I managed to not go live just right because I just had um, Cornflake saying it's huge. Um, And uh, I thought that'd be a great way to kick off the show. Um, But actually, he was talking about our influence because uh, we managed to swing or change the uh, TAB bets the other day, or it changed soon after we made a comment saying that, boy, oh boy, those odds look a bit dodgy and uh, you want to get your money in. Um, and suddenly they changed. So there we go. So um, clearly the world listens to us and uh, via our multiple streaming platforms. That's right. You can listen or watch to um, watch us on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and the old uh, Twitter Xe kind of thing, whatever Elon Musk is designed to call it this week. Um, and uh, you can also listen back on the old podcast as well. If you want to join in the live chat, then do that on Facebook or YouTube, um, and because uh, I can chat back to you. And I keep asking uh, Steve if he wants me to put it onto his old Twitch and stuff. And we keep getting kind of a, yeah, kind of maybe, whatever, whatever you feel like. that no, no kind of real actual response of yes, Paul, do it this week. So uh, conflict, how are you doing?
2: We should have done it this week so we could do like a Super Rugby preview for, and then I won't have to record one later in the week. That would have been a great idea. We should have done I mean, that before we started. Oh, like
0: I've, 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 i I've, uh, I've uh, Oh no. I have, to, I have to click to reconnect to that destination. So, um, something's gone wrong, um, there immediately. Uh, and now I can can't get out of this, um, of, of this window box thing. There we go. So yes, next week we'll get Steve to reconnect the old twitchy thing. And, um, we can we, we can we can go twitchy um because uh, yes Obviously, but a very funny bad joke that doesn't work very well on podcast by the way, folks if you listen to the podcast there we go and that's what we're going to be talking about this week um super rugby and uh, six nations really because there's a whole stack of games um this uh, coming weekend um to um uh, to keep you uh entertained and um yeah do uh, come and join um our um our uh, the uh, rugby kingdom is our picking um, game of choice, or if you're picking a league of choice, I've just put the uh, the code in to the um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, yes. into, into the uh, live chat, the comments, um, and we'll also throw in the link as well. So go and um, click that link, add in that code, and hey presto, you can join uh, Steve and I on the old um, tipping. For the um, Super Rugby, uh, so are uh, you you're confident this year? You're going for? You reckon? What do you reckon? Um, you're going to get uh, like ninety percent correct, or what's your what's what, what's your goal this year?
2: Uh well, no, ninety <laughs> percent. That's that's very bold. Um, I mean, you, you've got. To, if I bet over five hundred, I'll be happy. Let, let's let's set the bar low and um. <laughs> let's go from there. let's go for let's go for 500 off the whistle and see where we go from there. Only way, hey, you, see see you, see your goes low and then you won't be disappointed. you will always be impressed of how well you do.
0: 500 off the whistle. boy oh boy. So you, you want to get <laughs> yeah. So you want to basically do the, 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 you want to get better than just a coin flip. Is what you're trying to say. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's that's the, that's expertise for you.
0: Evening, Simon. Good to see you joining the chat. Well, we look at the looking at the percentage for the percentage of, of the um, uh, that people have uh, picked. Over ninety percent have all picked the same for four of the games. One game is at eighty six percent, and the uh, the last, the closest game of the weekend has seventy percent of the people picking one of the two teams. So, I mean, look, apparently, it's a very very predictable league. None of these games are even remotely close. Um, According to uh, according to the old sipping league, but we'll get on. We'll get into that all later. Because first off, we've got to get through the exciting piece of the, of the show, um, which will take about half an hour. Uh, which is to get through the news um, that <laughs> that we normally should think should take about five to ten minutes. Uh, but um, hey, it seems to stretch on forever. Um, sticking it's only off with actually most of it's in Super Rugby, to be honest with you. Um, for the Chiefs, then missing a couple of players. First up, um, Josh Lord. Um, and um, Imoni, Noah Noir, uh, both uh, missing early. Um you concerned for the Chiefs about that? Or do you think that uh, that's, like they've got depth to cope with that uh, a couple of losses like that?
2: I think they'll be pretty used to being without those players. <laughs> they've been without them for quite some time, haven't they? Especially Noir, he's been out what it feels like for a year, doesn't it? And he's been out for well, ages.
0: He was just great. About, he was great and then he's got himself a kind of back injury just before the, super, just before the um, World Cup.
2: Which is August. And here we are almost in March. April, no, May, I June, July, August 5 That's that's seven months he's been out. Seven, <laughs> and he's still out. There you go. I rest my case. Oh, they'll be fine. I mean, that's two minor injuries, right? I don't think they're game breakers. They're not key, massive key players. I think Chiefs will be fine about that. It's, it's more their opponents that have got the uh the real, real issues, really. I mean, they've got some real key players missing in their team. So uh, that's going to be a bit more of a, a problem. But yeah, Chiefs will be fine. I, I Hey, look, the Chiefs, I don't have hugely high expectations for them going into the season. Not like a lot of other people do, but I don't think that's going to dampen my expectations any further. I'll put it that way.
0: Okay. So for um, and then we have so their opponents in week one for the Crusaders. Last weekend they had 14 non-squad members in their preseason game. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's like half the squad. Um oh no, you're
2: um, reading about that all wrong. Just read, the, just read the the result. That's all that matters. Oh, okay. Holland has <laughs> smashed them and put 40 points on them. Don't worry about the team. Don't worry about who played and who who didn't play. It's all about that the Highlanders smashed the Hurricanes two weekends ago, smashed the Crusaders last weekend, and they're going into the tournament in incredible form, beating two major rivals, putting over 40 points on both of them. It's all
0: about the positives, Paul. Come on. For for the Highlanders, yes. But we were talking from a Crusaders point of view at this point. Oh, they've had seven seasons,
2: man. They've had seven seasons of positives. Let's move on. (laughs)
0: Oh dear. So anyway, Will Jordan and um, Ethan Blackadder are the two kind of big names that are missing for the for the early early rounds for the um, Crusaders. But yes, most of their players have even played yet, apparently. But then yeah, look, look, um, I would take a certain amount of that um, of the, uh, the the fourteen non-squad members as a picture salt because they did say that all the people, the squads that flew over to play the two games in the UK. Um, against, uh, or not say the UK and Ireland, oops, <laughs> me. nearly got myself in real trouble there, um, <laughs> against Munster and uh, Bristol, basically all those players were not going to be selected or, or considered for the Highlanders game. So mm-hmm. the fact that they'd already ruled out half their squad, <laughs> about the half their squad, um, meant that actually, look, yes, sure, on the surface of it, it looks like, oh my God, they had to bring in 14 players to fill the gaps. No. That's because most of their players were, were seeing how many cans of beer they could drink in a flight back across um, from um, um, from the UK, a um, la Booney, um back in the old uh, cricketing games, the cricketing days. Um, but um, the uh, so, yeah, most of them were on an aeroplane, which is why they missed the game. But, uh, yeah, but Wall Jordan is a big loss, definitely, and so is Ethan Blackadder. Blackadder. Uh, but overall, again, um, I think um, a bit of fake news there uh, that, uh, oh, no, the Crusaders are going to be struggling. Um, yeah, like they're ever struggling going into a season.
2: I read a headline about that Hollanders match saying that, don't worry, it was on a, was it a Crusaders fan page or something something along those lines, a rugby fan page anyway, saying how, don't worry, typically the Crusaders always start slow anyway. And I just, I, I literally face yeah. facepalmed my head for those listening. I just constantly did it and just scrolled down. I couldn't take it.
0: The Crusaders haven't started slowly um, since they uh, changed coaches and got rid of Blackadder. Which was um, back years ago. In ago. when did Blackadder get um, back in 2016? I mean, this person hasn't been watching rugby for nearly a decade, <laughs> right? Teams under Scott Robinson uh, and the Razor never did not start slowly. They they won their first game of the season all the time. Under Todd mm-hmm. Blackadder, absolutely they started slowly. But boy oh boy, that is such an out of date um, view. Um, who knows what Rob Penny will bring um, on that one? But boy oh boy. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Crusaders starting very slow with traditional. It was yeah, it's, it was traditional back in the back in the day. But there we go. Um
2: you, you forgot about the big loss for the Crusaders though that we they, we were going to talk about last. Did we talk about it last week about their their huge oh, import, the massive <laughs> the massive man they brought in to to save to to save the Crusaders' Exodus. The massive import of Lee Halfpenny, who gets injured for three to four months and will be out for pretty much the whole season
0: and also Great yeah, maybe, um, David Havili's having some time off relaxing because he didn't have any time off relaxing during the off season, apparently. What? But there you go. Havili's yeah, has a, is um so he's missing the first round anyway. So he's not back. So yeah, the big question here no is really, Sorry? No loss. No no loss. Oh dearing me. Dearing me, dearing me. So anyway, so we'll see, we'll see. Um uh, that so yeah, so look, um, I say a bit of fake news there. Um, because say most of, most of the players are on an airplane uh, coming back from europe on um, on that one um the uh, moving around then um the blues um look we all we, we offer we, we, we are thoughts with and we hope that uh, Jason um, O'Halloran uh, makes a speedy recovery from his diabetes um, uh, issues that he's health uh, health issues he's got at the moment um so yeah hope, hopefully uh, look he makes a, a, a swift return but um, I mean, boy oh boy. The Blues do have a tendency of finding world-class coaches just hanging around who can help out. I mean, last year, um, the uh, the guy who's now the uh, Wallabies head coach and happened to have a few good years with Ireland. Um, they managed to sort of find that he just happened to be around um, to help them out. This time, it's Tony Brown. Boy, oh boy, the guy who is the saviour of um, Springboks rugby now that um, Neymar has uh, headed overseas. And the guy who's sort of been uh, the brains behind the attacking... Um, of the Japanese for the past couple of uh, World Cups, um, and look, that got them to the uh, the, the first uh, sort of Tier Two nation. Well, actually, not first stage because that's what uh, I think um, the did back in the day. But in in recent memory, anyway, Tier Two nation making it to the quarterfinals and stuff. So yeah, I mean, Tony Brown at the Blues, um, if he's had enough time to work with them, that could be a, a masterstroke.
2: Yeah, it could be. It could be very, very good. Um, look, I don't rate the Blues very much. I'm not a great fan of the Blues, but. Uh, Adding Tony Brown in there as a player, who, sorry, as a coach, that can add a lot of good backline knowledge. Uh, I think he's a very good pickup for the Blues, and he will, whether he's there for two weeks, whether he's there for the rest of the whole season, just his knowledge and his ability to influence the way a team plays and to develop a backline, I think, will be will be great for them. It'll be really good for them.
0: Harris, uh, how can you not love Auckland February? Um look, um what? Mr. Harris, I must must okay, sorry, I have a personal message out to you across the airways. I'm very sorry. I've, I missed your birthday. Happy birthday, mate. Eddie, I hope you had a good one last week. Um Belated, happy birthday. Sorry, I forgot uh, I forgot to, to phone you up and have a have a chat, but it'll so, be a prison we'll on its be...
2: way. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, be uh,
0: a <laughs> it. But yes, look look, I, look, at the end of the day, we've already, we've already had um Stephen uh, um this this thing um the Crusaders, um, now the Blues. Anything basically the north, of, um, north of north Inver- of Invercargill. Um, now look, he'll he'll give Dunedin the pass, but everything else is is, is a disaster <laughs> place as far as he's concerned. <laughs> it's um, not
2: about disaster place, but it is it is very offensive that um know, yeah, Tony Brown has gone has gone off the Blues as opposed to you know coming coming back home where he is he's what he's a he, there's a legend down here right? His work he did for the the title winning team, you know of course all his playing time and his massive influence on the region um how could you tony how could you, auckland of all places i mean geez we could forgive the hurricanes the chiefs or even stretch to the crusaders but auckland ah oh, unforgivable marty oh, banks yeah. has just passed him as legendary number 10s <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when you actually the, uh the, take the spring box to, to 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 beat the all blacks that's it that's um it's gonna be dead as far as uh <sighs> at least um, it's not australian <laughs> Uh dear me! So that's the kind of um, sort of play news that's um, that's bouncing around. Um, I mean, Super Rugby administrators, please, please, you do one good thing this week, which is you go look. We've had this horrible kick tennis happening um, over there in um, in the northern hemisphere, um, particularly as uh, in some actually I mean, we, we saw some during Six Nations, but some of it, some of it, apparently in the um, Allied Premiership has been even worse. Or the whatever the premiership's called nowadays it's probably not allied anymore so it's probably someone else anyway whoever sponsors that i think it
2: gallagher, gallagher
0: there we go gallagher premiership not the same gallagher as gallagher chiefs by the way different gallagher um so just to confuse us all um i mean i know i talk about teams having the same names now 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 uh now we've got competition the I mean, same sponsor well not or, or, yeah different sponsors but the same name it can't not, not shouldn't be allowed shouldn't be allowed anyway um Yes, apparently, some really bad kick tennis in there. So, but um, look, good move. Basically, what it says, right, um, your players do not get do not come on side if you, uh, when the receiving player runs with the ball or passes the ball. So, basically, you have to follow up your own kick to get your players on side. Otherwise, they're offside the entire time until one of your players gets in front of them. Now, it's a great move because, say, it stops all the, it, it, it's, it means that basically you can run the ball back at them um and if they've not done a kick chase you can just run past half the team <laughs> if, and they're not allowed to touch you and if they do they're going to get yellow card and take and go straight off professional foul so um actually you know what administrators good call on that one um steve you happy with that call as well
2: i, I think so i mean i i don't want to get too committed and say it's going to be amazing until we've seen an action but in, in practice and in and on paper, right, it looks like it's a good call because, like you say, it, it gets rid of that whole stupid standing around and, and sort of dumb. So, yeah, you've seen the memes about it already. I seen one today about um waiting for the Six Nations to come back, and it had a, a picture of um Finn Russell on one side standing there just with the ball in his hand, scratching his head, and then it had a picture of um, I'm not sure who it was on the other side standing there, um, doing nothing, just just you know, scratching his head as well. And it's like, yeah, I um, can't wait. Was it Ramos? Was I, I can't remember who it was. I just remember Russell was sitting there. He was literally scratching his head. And it's like, well, geez, if you got time to do that, then something's wrong with the game. But in, in, in theory, yes, it should be really, really good. It should force teams to actually, you know, like you say, chase, put their players back on side um, and encourage, I mean, not only does it encourage the game to actually take place a bit faster, but if players <laughs> are having to chase their kicks, it also means that, um, what, what do we love? Well, let's in
0: the backfield. but.
2: That's, that's right. what I mean. They're going to have to chase it. So it's going to leave more room because you're going to have a player that's going to have to go forward. You're not going to have the same three or four guys that are going to always stay back. That's exactly, you, you you literally took my point. That's exactly what it's going to be. So they're going to have to have players that are actually going to either, you're either going to be shorter man back or you're going to um, have to have players that will actually cover back as well. So it could allow for a bit more space if you are going to kick tactically as well, which maybe we'll see.
0: But, but I love your point there. I mean, you, you, you to talk to that. Yeah. It'll make the game actually have to happen. I mean, yes. <laughs> at the end of the day, If you ever have to say, if you ever have to say that rule will make the game actually happen, you realise you're in a bad place, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, to do that on one side. On the flip side, it's like, you know what? We've actually finally, after a couple of years of having Super Rugby Pacific, we've got to put ourselves together an administrative board to look after it. Brilliant. Well done. But we can't. We can't actually hire a CEO. Really? I mean, I'll do it. They've had 200 applicants, apparently. They can't choose one. Oh. Um, they, um, and it's kind of like, guys, guys, don't you realise you're in crisis? The Rebels don't exist next year. Your tournament doesn't have a structure next year. It doesn't potentially exist. And you're like, we're not going to rush getting a CEO in who can make these things happen. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, don't don't, don't rush yourself, boys. You're all the time in the world. There's nothing wrong. It's just a matter of just keeping things going in the same way, isn't it? Steady as she goes. No, you need someone there now. Actually, trying to sort the shit out.
2: No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I can't add to that. Come on, go on. I mean, we all know what there is silly administrations. How about how about not only they do that, but how about they actually get their broadcasters to try and actually promote their game a little bit better? Isn't Sky promotions of Super Rugby season just like? it's like pulling teeth. It's terrible. It's the same ad, the same promotion, just spammed literally everywhere. Like you couldn't like something, but if you see it 600 times, you're going to get sick of it. And maybe also Sky, while we're on the, while we're on the thing of kicking Sky and the balls all the way down, while we've already done Auckland, we've already done the Chiefs and the Crusaders. Don't promote the NRL Sky and put a video of super rugby because we already kill our game enough without having NRL people hating on us as well. All right. So just maybe just keep your sports right. And that would be good as
0: well. Very nice. The, um, obvious, I've not seen any promotion of the fact really? that it's happening this weekend Jeez. at all. So there no, we no, go. No,
2: that's, it's not specific, though. It's just like Super Rugby is coming back. And that's the problem. Then it so shows a highlight, typically of that Mark Talia try against, I don't even know who it was, where he just like, was it against the Crusaders? He slipped through about four tackles and then just ran to a corner. Uh, Yeah, it was. And he sidestepped my wanger in the corner and stepped back in. I've seen that try about 28 times in the last week. So, uh, you know, I can, I'm really good at it now. I might replicate (laughs) it. uh, Apparently,
0: all the teams will be named on Friday, Wednesday afternoon, which makes it easier doing a a preview. So, there we go. Maybe we'll have a preview show on Thursday. Thursday. uh, You do a a preview show on Thursday?
2: I, I, I don't know. If that's the case, then Thursday, yeah, sounds good.
0: Yep, so we might we might be doing a preview show, folks. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. and there we are lambasting Super Rugby for not uh, for not being forward planning, and we're like, uh, but then again, let's be honest, we're not running a multi million dollar um, um, enterprise here. We're we're running one on uh, well, um, multi dollar two two cans, and that's about it, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there In we go. Pop- um, what have you got? Are you you're, you're on the um. Oh, you're not even on tracking coke. Jeez, you're on no, the he's, he's, he's on the energy drinks to keep himself awake. That's good. Um <laughs> so that's our um that, that's kind of the things on the um so let's have a, a quick uh, quick look at the old stuff as to who they uh, the uh, stuff's experts. Here we go as oh. to who they think is gonna do well. Uh Mark Hinton, Chiefs to win, crusaders runners up. Uh Wooden Spoon, Moana Pacifica, most improved Highlanders. Um Paul Cully, Chiefs to win, Crusaders runners up. Rebels to get the wooden spoon, Highlanders most improved. Robert Van Royen, Chiefs to win, Blues runners up, Wooden Spoon, Wine of Pacifica, most improved Rebels, and then Aaron Gale, Goyle, Chiefs to win, Blues runners up, one of Pacifica, Wooden Spoon and uh, most improved Rebels, most improved Rebels. Where the hell he got that one from? Um, oh yeah, best value team for all of them is Brumbies. Funny enough, I mean that, that does, that's hardly. Um... So basically, they're already saying that Chiefs are going to win it. Either the either the um Crusaders or the Blues would run us up but wooden spoons hard to pick um it's good to know that actually the where the competition is is at the bottom of the table not the top of the table so there we go um but they've all gone for the same competition winner which i mean is um that's that's shocking uh, again we're trying to have a competition that's got some uh, and you you all go if it's that predictable at this stage then we have a problem. I don't agree with them by the way. I think no. you're really, you've, got to, you've got to go with the Crusaders. But um and um but um but yeah, that's again doesn't show, doesn't show well when uh, when when the 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 pundits reckon it's that um it's yeah, reckon it's that predictable.
2: Yeah, I don't agree with that either. Not that I disagree that the Chiefs are probably one of the favourites to win. I just don't think it's that cut and dry. I think it's probably been yeah. one of the most open in terms of a winner super rugby seasons in at least the last five years because we don't have that powerhouse crusader scene that is just like well unless they completely you know fill up a hospital ward you know that the quality is always going to be there for them to win they look pretty vulnerable this year and i mean the chiefs look good on paper but she's again we've already seen a couple of injuries uh and i think only that chiefs team's only going to take you know one or two significant player injuries and they look a very very average side and and then you start looking down and going, well, you know, is this the time for the Brumbies could really actually step up and be a real threat for this competition? Um, and, you yeah, know, do the Hurricanes have their heads screwed on? I don't think so. Are the Highlanders actually, no, they're not the real deal, but we can all believe and dream that they are. So you kind of skip out those top two and say the Crusaders are in a bit of in a bit of worry. They've got lost a lot of depth. Now they're getting a few injuries. Chiefs are falling in that same boat. If they get a couple of injuries, they can be in trouble. Open right up. I mean, it's still, what, how many rounds? Was it 16 rounds or something that they've got to play through? So it's a lot of games. You could lose a player in that round 16. And who cares if you won the 15 games before that, you can quickly go out of the competition in the knockouts and uh, it can be all over for you just as quick as it started.
0: Yeah. So I think that's, um, so yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's kind of cut and dry to say things. This, 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 this one is, is kind of open, um, there. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. We should just, um, as you say, run through the uh, the last of the um, uh, of those of the really important pre season games that give us massive um, uh, uh um, bearings to how the competition is going to go. Yes. Um, Crusaders 14, Highlanders 41. So, as you said, Highlanders clearly now are favorites for the competition,
2: and they, and they are the uh, cross cross um, global champions now as well by elimination. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, the uh, Blues beat the Chiefs 38 to 24, and the Rebels beat the Fijian um, Drua 26 to uh, 21. Yeah, look, great they've having these games, but um, at the end of the day, oh, sorry, I missed that one. Um, Hurricanes beat the Moana Pacifica um, 59 to uh, 26. So, um, so yeah, there we go. Um, they've happened well done. Um, yeah, they don't really, I, I say, especially when you've got like the Crusaders having to bring out 14 academy players because half their half their squads on a, are an airplane uh, I, I wouldn't read too much into um into those results but i thought about it tell you people just to be complete at the end of the day
2: and they're, they're not proper like 23 on 23 games either they've got like 30 35 odd players in the squads and they've got like players coming on and off and all over the place and it's not really a true it's a good sign of depth but it's not really a true tactical, you know run out sort of sort of game and and i think like I said last week, it's a lot more about, to me, this preseason stuff is individual. Uh, seeing a guy, whether he can hack it playing with better players, although it's not, you know, the top echelon of it, but you're seeing whether they've actually got a little bit better about them than the NPC or club rugby or that sort of thing as well. So uh, personal individual abilities I look for, but um, yeah, result-wise, I mean, hey, I, I'm just trying to just rub it on the Crusaders because we, we don't get very many up <laughs> over them. So, hey, suck that.
0: Exactly. So before we get into actually looking forward to the first round of Super Rugby and then after that, we'll look at um, the round three of uh, Six Nations. One last um, uh, last piece of news. Um, so Wellington Rugby's um, next big challenge, player numbers, apparently. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. There we go. Um, so uh, I mean, last week we talked about how all of the uh, um, NPC provinces um, are about to go getting stung because they uh, um, took too much money on the old uh, COVID um uh payments now we're finding out that um not only has uh wellington um made a uh, kind of a big loss um uh, the um uh, the other week um so much, say, so, much so they're considering their uh, stake in the hurricanes apparently um but also their player numbers are down um as well and they haven't managed to recover from uh, from covid so yes last year um apparently um they uh, had... Um oh the numbers here again. 7261 um male players. Um uh down from um eight thousand kind of uh the year before. Um so in uh, 2022. So that's not uh not um good um on that one. The um Martin Devlin blamed the women's rugby for the causing the financial loss of women's rugby. Uh, sorry, do you listen to Martin Devlin? Because I definitely don't. <laughs> what a prick he is. Sorry, but no. I the um um
2: Take, now, taking them down one by one today, I'll tell you what. Whew.
0: The um now female numbers fell as well from um uh from thirteen hundred uh so yeah thirteen hundred down to one thousand one hundred. Um so again, look, one of the um uh one of the things that uh, that I would say is when they say that um the growth in women's game is where the future is and blah blah blah, um it still is far in the future. Because look, last year uh what's it 2015? 7,200 male players, 1,100 female players. You can triple, quadruple, increase by like 500% the female players, and you're still going to have more male players than female players. There's a lot of growth, a lot of work to do there. And if you're saying that that's where the financial benefit is, seriously, you have to do a lot of growth there to get it to be anywhere near um, the same size as the men's game. I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing that. I think you should be, be, to be bluntly long term it's 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 what you need to be doing um but for people to say okay look the women's game has doubled that's what we need to throw all the cash uh hang on a second <laughs> you're still only you're st- even if it doubles it's still 5000 was 2000 compared to 7000 so
2: um
0: the uh, both sides of the game need investment um but uh, that that needs long term thinking not this sudden one off things around the uh, around the females um, side of things um but um the uh for, from uh, for, from that one um the uh I'm not quite sure what Dr. Wright's comment is there about um so look, basically um men's numbers down twenty percent seriously, there needs to be a massive rethink that's oh, why the sorry the kids' numbers are down twenty percent um the one area in where so I'm, I'm I have a little bit of knowledge about um, community rugby because I'm involved a little bit with the um um with the uh, what do you call it the um the like, rugby team here in Waihee, our junior section is fantastic i have no problems with the junior section it's it's, it's 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 going big guns the problem is they go off to university, they go off to high school and they they get taken away from the club and then it's getting them back into the club after high school so if you've if you're if you're not to 12 year old registrations are down 20 you, percent you, you, you do make you do something very very wrong because that is one of the strong parts of the game here in new zealand is actually with kids the problem is after is, is is after they're 12. the problem isn't isn't before 12 normally um so that's a big problem for, for them I, mean, I was interested they registered, registered boys between the age of zero and 12. i'm not quite sure how many boys have registered between zero and three <laughs> but there we go
2: so it's going for those different numbers right don't they uh when they get to that sort of mid teens sort of age don't they force them to pick sports as well when they get to that sort of late teens area where if they play, you know, when you're when you're a 10-year-old and 8-year-old or 12, whatever like that, you, you can play basketball, you can play league, you can play rugby, you can play cricket, you can play all those sorts of sports because you can mix and match them within seasons, right? But once they get to those sort of late teens too, that's when it's like, okay, you've got to pick now. Are you going to be a rugby player? Are you going to be a league player? Are you going to be a basketball player? Are you going to be a cricket player? Whatever sports they're taking on, right? And I think that is when you get that, that hard word too for them. It's all the time. It's like, well, where are you going to go? It's like, well, all my mates are going to play basketball, so whew, off we go. I think they lose a lot through that as well, and it, it, it's got to happen sooner or later, right? You can't be a professional in all sports, but you know, back in the day, it was always like, what are you going to be, rugby player? <laughs> you know, now yeah, it's no, like, what are you going to be? There was well, no
0: other choice, let's be honest. Yeah, um, exactly. The actually, you're talking there uh, a good point. Is I mean, um, so down in Canterbury, um, they did a really good thing where actually all the sports got together and said, you know what? Us overlapping our seasons isn't helping either of us here because you know what? Yeah. If you have cricket and you're trying to get rugby players and they're overlapping, and now and if cricket finishes on Monday and rugby starts on Tuesday, the season again the kids need a rest so they at least they they um they got the the summer sports all have their season the winter sports have their season they didn't overlap and they had like a two week gap between each one. And it was like, boy, wow, joined up thinking. <laughs> thank God for that. And parents are like, My God, thank you, because I'm not driving around to 20 different <laughs> places every weekend. Um because yeah, think of the parents, not just the kids, folks, because hey, a lot of it's on them. Um the having 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 a, having a daughter who's just taken up rowing. Boy, oh boy. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, six thirty AM trainings. <laughs>
2: Good Love stuff.
0: Them. Good stuff. So um the um um so yes, so um and for those of you who've watching us you, you know that I'm separated from from my from X. ex. So luckily it's it's her that's having to do it rather than me. So oh, <laughs> but even so, geez. That is um yeah, think about the bike, and, um but yeah, they're, 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 look, there needs to be a lot of work on the community game. Um because yeah, dropping numbers is a problem. So anyway, just touching on that. Um no real answers. For you. Uh answers we've given those in the past, I think, or tried to, um, and we get ignored. So why bother? Um moving on then. Let's look at just round one. And um now we criticized the uh, six nations, I think, for kicking off with Ireland versus France basically having the deciding game in, in, in the first game. Um now it is good to start, though, I think, with a um uh with, with a big one. And I think Chiefs Crusaders is one of the biggest round at the moment. So I think that's a cracking game to kick off the season with, Um if they if they were to actually, you know, do some promotion of it. Um, What's so you've done your job right, from, from my point of view.
2: I mean, yeah, it, it, it does look good. I mean, it's a bit different. Six Nations Rises, five games, right? It's cut and dry. It's not, not a long season, as you may say. But I mean, that's good. Yeah, you want to start off with something that's going to either get people to watch out of interest and go, oh, that looks like a good game, or the people that don't watch it will see, oh, opening game of the season was this blockbuster matchup where all this exciting stuff happened. They go, oh, I want to watch the next one, which probably will let them down when it's the Brumbies um, and the Rebels. But still, it's about getting something that's going to catch attention. And that's probably the game that's going to catch the most attention. I think that's your two most star-studded, especially New Zealand sides, uh, going into the season. And like you say, it's your two... Well, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like the experts say, it's your two competition front runners to come first and second this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Simon so says, yeah, not a good idea to, to have it clash with the uh, black the black caps versus Australia. Well, okay, well, we were talking about joined up thinking before, but it doesn't happen very often. Okay, <laughs> um, and let's be honest, um, that's probably because the same t- the people who've got the TV for the black caps versus um, Australia aren't the same people who got the TV for the rugby, right? they actually competition with each other. So it's perfect for them. Um, they want, they, they're, trying, they're trying to take eyes off Sky. Um, so from that point of view. Um, anyway, look, I think, I think it's a cracking opening. The prices opening. do that for them. The, um, the price? <laughs> oh, yes, there is that as well. Um, I, think I think it's a cracking opening game um, to uh, kick Torn off with. Um, the, uh, as, as far as tipping competition goes, um, the, uh, the, the, the fans say, Seventy percent say the Chiefs are going to win this one. Um, the TAB have the Chiefs at $1.60. Uh, the Crusaders at two dollars forty-five. Um, I'm actually going with the Crusaders. So because everyone else is going for the Chiefs, I'm I've, I, I've gone with the Crusaders um, on this one. Um, just because it's, you never don't back the Crusaders in my mind. Now, again, the Crusaders are about the pointy end and winning things, so they actually probably don't care too much about this game. Relatively speaking, it's not a final. Where they would put a lot more effort into, um, so perhaps I'm I'm doing the wrong thing, um, but um, the uh, so but but I, I'm, I'm still picking the Crusaders uh, to come out and show them and uh, show the world who is boss. Um, Early doors, what's your what's your feel on this one?
2: I, I feel like we should have got one of the seventy percent in because I'm, <laughs> I thought I was back <laughs> the trend by going the same sort of way. I mean, I, I tried to do these without looking at that middle column of of the favorite percentages, right? Just because I, I don't want that to to um, sort of blanket my opinion or, or my thoughts on how it's going to go. So I tried to look at it um, without that sort of thing. And straight away, I went to Crusaders to win it. I just, like, the, the Chiefs look good, but they're not, like, outstanding. They're not, like, super brilliantly fantastic, right? And, and the Crusaders have still got a lot of Crusaders about them. You know, the, the, the squad still looks fantastic, uh, regardless of what they're missing and what they've lost and, and all that sort of thing. The big question for the Crusaders for me is how are they going to play? With the new coaching setup, that's my only hesitation. Player base wise, I think they've got enough. I think the Chiefs have got enough to win it too, which is why I think it's going to be a good game. But I think it's going to be on the the structure that the Crusaders bring into this game and and what style they bring, because they're not going to. It's not going to be Scott Robertson Crusaders anymore. It's going to be a different Crusaders, and so how that's going to affect how they play and and what they take on this game is going to be the big part and big deciding factor for me. But yeah, I'm going Crusaders as well. I just I mean, I've been burnt too many times thinking that these Crusaders are going to trip up. So I just, yeah, it's time to flip the tables.
0: Oh, look, I mean, to be fair, this is probably the the, the time where you've got to, where you have uncertainty around the Crusaders because they're yeah, oh, yeah. changing coaching setup, no ritual Moanga, um, and and so forth. But um, but yeah, still, i I that's just as you say, <laughs> once bitten, twice twice shy. <laughs> Fifty two times bitten, very very shy. Um, yes. <laughs> um. And looking, if you're looking for one game to watch this weekend, that's going to be the one. Let's be honest; um, that's that, that's your headline game of the weekend. Next up, Rebels versus um, Brumbies. Um, very ninety-five percent of the pickers, public pickers, are picking the Brumbies. Um, and uh, funnily enough, um, the uh, TAB has got them at dollar thirty-five um, as well. It's not the shortest odds of the weekend, though. Mm. Um, so, um, but um, with the, but it is the most picked um, out of anybody in from the, from the public point of view. So interesting that that the uh, the public are more um, are more onto it than the, or are more positive than uh, than the T A B. But yes, um, the rebels look. There are two ways here that this team could 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 be could could go with this. One is they get distracted by the off field issues um, and um, and fall apart. The other side is um, that look, everyone's against us. It's and it becomes galvanizing. One of the worst things that could possibly happen though is um, I think
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: On uh, of, of kind of Simon's one is that all the players will be looking for new clubs and try and motivated to perform. Yes, but then you're motivated to perform for yourself and try and show off and you kind of do things that you shouldn't do from a team structure point of view. If that happens, then you'll have lots of very eager people giving away penalties <laughs> or, or or suddenly diving out the line to try and get a big tackle and leaving big gaps. Um, so I think that could, that could be a disaster for them. But if they do actually, if, if the coaches have managed to get a bit of a siege mentality of no one wants us to exist, um, Rugby Australia are bastards, then there's a chance that we'll, we'll see some good performances from them. But um, at this stage, Brumbies, again, have just got history.
2: I mean, what would be great would be seeing the Rebels win the whole competition. I mean, that, that would be no. a fairy tale. They'd just go all the way right to the finals... <laughs> Just 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 take it out of your mind that they're from Melbourne. Just erase that part and just be like, just just middle finger the wall of the Australian rugby union. That's what we want to do. Don't worry about where they come from. Just sacrifice this one season just to just to give something, you know, a little punch back to them. Uh that would be crazy fun, but it's clearly not gonna happen. Because,
0: um, I mean folks, if you haven't guessed, yeah, Steve had his trip to the USA last year and stopped in Hollywood on the way. <laughs>
2: I did, actually. Yeah, good place. Nice place. Nice weather. Um, fancy trees. Love it. Uh, but yeah, look, there's no... there's. I see very little chance of this uh, going away from the Brumbies. The Brumbies, to me, are the team to beat from Australia without question, without any sort of shadow of a doubt. The Rebels, yeah. You, you say that they're either going to galvanize the team or they're going to fall apart. I I struggle to see this. Even galvanized this team, I think, are still going to struggle to beat the Brumbies. Uh, yep. But what they don't need... Is to be pumped by sixty points. I think if they go into this one, they give themselves a, a good showing. You know, they lose by—I'd give them at least you know ten to fifteen points. So if they keep it below fifteen points, they can not hold their heads up high, obviously. But it shouldn't you know be such a downer for them. They give like, okay, it's a the They can, they can take something out in the game week.
0: in the old, exactly. the old horrible, horrible, horrible coaching, coaching speak. But yes, yeah.
2: But if they come back and it's 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 sixty-four points to twelve. You know, it's it's just all bad news. Uh, so that's what yeah. I hope to see out of this one. I can't go anywhere apart from the Brumbies. I think I'm going to be a, a pretty tough team to to break down this this season. But um, standing for the Rebels as much as I'd love to see them win. I mean, I'll I'll be egging them on at the start of the game. Um, but by halftime, I will be probably just looking for fancy tries. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Um, next one uh, that that I got totally confused by. I thought was at midday on Saturday, but actually is at midnight New Zealand time. Um, Western Force versus the Hurricanes. And being at midnight, um, and uh, the Hurricanes being 94, 94% percent favourites as far as the uh, um, as, as far as public goes, um, and a dollar twenty five, so more favourites than the Brumbies according to TAB. This one is going to be one where I've gone to bed, get up the next day and watch highlights. Mm. Um, to be to be blunt, um, yeah, Hurricanes. Um, I remember the Hurricanes going up to um, uh, to Japan and beat the Sunwolves by like eighty points in their opening thing. I don't think we're going to look at we're going to see that kind of score. But I do think we're going to end up, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that kind of um, result where it uh, puts everyone up being, wow, the Hurricanes are going to go and go all the way. And actually, it's a, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a false dawn um, for them. But yeah, I expect a, a, a big win for the Hurricanes that is a false dawn for the rest of the season.
2: You know, I'm the opposite of you on that one. I don't think the full Western Force are going to win. But I think looking at it, I think if we're going to get an upset, uh, maybe bar the last game going on people's opinion, but for the real cut and dry ones, I think there's going to be an upset It's in this game because none of these teams really like under Perth, right? It's, it's all the way over the other side of Australia. It's always hot. It's always out of the comfort zone. It's not windy, wet Wellington. It's not windy, wet under the roof to Or You know, it's, it's, it's such a different, it's almost like a different, good country to the rest of australia i should say um it's just completely out of the comfort zone And we've seen so many upsets of teams that oh yes they're going to play the western force this is going to be a 50 point thrashing i'm talking at you about you crusaders you've done it before don't deny it you've done it a couple of times right so to me the western force i know we don't look at pre-season but we've got nothing else to compare with they've not looked too shabby okay if any of these teams you look at them and go i kind of expected them to do worse It's the Western Force. So, yes, I'll be siding with the Hurricanes to win this game. Again, much like the Brumbies, I hope it's not a thrashing because just like the Rebels, the Western Force will capitulate and fall to crumbly pieces of cookie all over the floor. They get stumped as well. But I do hope that they can hold their own. And I feel like if this is a game that's close, going into that latter part of the game, the Hurricanes are Scotland. They are a Scotland 2.0. Mentally... (laughs) The Canes are not the powerhouse, right? They, they've not got... And again, they've lost that talisman of captaincy as well, right? Of the Artie Salvia. So they don't have that leadership. They don't have that player. So who's going to lead this team going forward if, if things kind of go under the cracker in Perth? I give the Force a little bit of a chance. I'd give them more than 6%, to be honest with you. Uh, but I do sort of expect the Canes to win this one. But uh, yeah, what, be wary of the Force at your own peril. What are they paying? I know you said it, but I've forgotten already.
0: Uh, the Force are paying $3.18. Yep. A dollar, or two. The um, on on that one, um, the uh. So according to the uh, tab, this next one is the uh, um, is is, is the, the, the the most most foregone conclusion, and um, the Blues versus Fijian Drua's. Um, the Blues a dollar eighteen in this one, which I think is actually now okay. The Fijian Drua and juror are not are not in Fiji. In which case you'd, you'd give them a much better chance, but even because of the heat and stuff. But even so, to have the have the Blues as the biggest favourites of the weekend, according to the TAB, I don't think that's this is the biggest ma- the biggest mismatch, as it were, of um, of the weekend. Um, and the people think the same. So ninety three percent on this one um, makes it uh, again out of our four four uh, out of our four over ninety percent. This is the lowest one. So this is like, this is the, the, there are three games they reckon are more predictable than this according to people. Seven percent Fij- uh, Fijian and Drua. Um, so again, Seminoff Stadium. Um, the uh, I think the Blues um, should be favourites. Ob- uh, clear favourites on this one, obviously. But um, uh, but uh, look, the Blues aren't playing at Eden Park. They're not playing in their normal place. They've had to travel too. Okay, it's only Fongare. and they have uh, removed the roadworks, so it's a bit quicker um, than um, than uh, than, other- than otherwise. The um, oh no, you, you live down in the south island, you don't understand the, the whole the whole roadworks thing has been a massive news up here in, in the north island. Um, will they, won't they, over Easter weekend? i oh, don't worry. I'm paying blow for it. it,
2: that'll be a way. I'm already paying for it, so <laughs> stick your road, blow it up.
0: Um, but um, so yes, look, uh, the uh, the blues will win. I this this one could be a, a fun game to watch. I'd say like the um, Crusaders versus the um. Uh, sorry, Chiefs versus Crusades is, uh, the, is the competitive one, but um, this one could be the fun one to watch um, in some ways. Um, I think because I think the Blues also like to throw it around, uh, and let's be honest, the uh, the dru do too. So I think that, I think this this could be the fun game to watch of the weekend.
2: I hope so. I mean, the Blues. Well, what sort of Blues are we going to see? I just never know of the Blues. They they always talk about how they're going to be you know structured and nice and play good rugby and professional and all this sort of stuff, but they never really kind of deliver on that sort of promise of style, do they? I, again, I think this is the drawer of being completely underestimated, massively, massively underestimated. One of the most improved sides um from last year, you know, really stepped up the game. They've got a lot of continuity. Um, they've improved beyond doubt. So yes, it's not in Fiji, but still, I mean, a lot of these guys, probably live in Auckland already anyway. So what's the real difference? They're probably cruising up the road through no roadworks as well, um, probably on the same team bus. So, look, this is a game I think the Drawer... To me, this wouldn't be an upset, okay? Look, I like this. Western Force beat the Hurricanes. That is a boil-over upset. Drawer beat the Blues? I'll be like, that's good. I mean, unexpected. But um, that's not a huge boil-over blowout to me. I think the Drawer are a team that's becoming... Of age to perform, are they good enough to beat the Blues? No, but are they better than a seven percent chance? A hundred percent, they are. I'm picking the Blues, but I think this one will be hopefully, like I say, fun. Uh, we should see some really good tries, and I think we'll see teams or players under a lot of pressure. Um, which I like with the Blues because we always seem to like picking Blues for all blacks and put these guys under a bit of pressure against teams, hey, like the Fijians who play fun, they play exciting. They get out there and they'll put you under pressure by playing their style of game. And if they can do that, the Blues, I think, could be in a bit of strife. $4.60 the, the uh
0: the Oh, drawer. get on
2: it. <laughs> eat it up. What are they playing? Well, what's the points? I'm not
0: drilling down to that. I can't be. Sorry. That's that's um, what
2: you need to get on. Points head start for the uh, drawer. So it's, it's uh, drawer by plus 10. I would get on that. Something along those lines.
0: Points stop 14 uh, yep. 14 and a half points.
2: I'm over. I'm on that.
0: So there we go. $1.87, 14 and a half points. Um, the uh, next game then is the one that's on free-to-air in New Zealand. Um Highlanders Ooh. versus Moana Pacifica. Uh, we've already said the Highlanders won both, uh, put 40 points on both their preseason games. Their champions elect um, cruise through, clearly. 100 um, and uh, you know what? In this first game, they're going to. They are, according to the public, this is the uh, second most. Uh, they they're equal with the Brumbies as being the most favourites this weekend. against Moana Pacifica, ninety five percent. Five percent have gone uh, with uh, with Moana Pacifica. Uh, they're going to be at the bottom of their leagues um, this week. <laughs> um, the uh, the TAB a dollar thirty for the Hollanders, um, um, um three dollars fifty for Moana Pacifica. I the fact that Moana are, have got a better odds than than the than the drua does just just confuses me. Um this a new coaching setup practically new squad uh, they're not going to hit the ground running let's be blunt um we've seen that with the preseason games um already um the um where moana pacifica now say um lost the highlanders 36 to 28 in their opening game um and uh then lost 59 to 26 to the hurricanes that's their, that's their two preseason games yeah sorry guys but brand new coaching setup brand new um uh yeah, new new squad I just, I, 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 this is to me probably the uh the, 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 the biggest the, the most obvious one who's gonna win
2: hey look at the positives okay at least they scored some points right Moana <laughs> they got some points 26 against Canes. Oh, that's not too bad. Western Force will be looking at that and licking their lips, you know. They'll be thinking they can score some points like that as well. But you know what this tells me? This tells me straight away that just like us, we should work for the TAB. Preseason means nothing, right? At <laughs> least <laughs> they're jumping on the back of that and saying, we're just really stabbing in the dark with a lot of these odds because we've got no real form to go off as to how how these teams are playing. But yeah, the, the Highlanders should, they should. And I do agree with the comment down there from Nocturnal. I don't know, from, yeah, from Nocturnal. Three or thirty, um, I'll be happy enough. But um, yeah, they should do it pretty convincingly here. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how Milano go, though. They are a bit of a, yeah, they will be a major question mark. Let's be honest as to how they're going to play and how they're going to perform and who's going to perform. And, and they're a bigger note. They're gonna be. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Big so enough. I'm,
2: I'm kind of looking forward to that perspective of the game. But I believe this should be a. I mean, a statement? Can we can we say that? A statement? Can we get, like, statements from everyone here? Can we say, you know, imagine that. The Hurricanes actually deliver a big blow, and they go, oh, hey, we're going to win. The Highlanders win, you know, big. They go, hey, we're going to win. You know, the Chiefs of the Crusaders, are like, oh, oh, we beat our biggest rival to win the title. And everyone's going to have a big hit going into round two, which is going to lead to major disappointments.
0: Well, yeah, unfortunately, what we could probably see, okay, New Zealand teams play each other. Australian teams play each other, New Zealand win, New Zealand win, New Zealand win, Australian teams play each other. So I'm like, uh, yeah, if the three New Zealand teams, we end up with that kind of that narrative of the New Zealand teams always win their games um, and that's how you pick if you're not careful. But it is looking that way, let's be honest. Um, to finish off then, I um, think uh, Gregor Paul, um, oh yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, it's, whatever Gregor Paul said, yeah, fine. Yeah, it, it's... To get rid of get rid of two teams, make it a ten team competition. Again, all of this stuff, you're just playing on the margins. If you try and actually make Super Rugby Super Rugby um, uh, successful, right? The number of teams, who the teams are, etc., isn't what's altering viewer numbers, right? Okay, um, there are other things, much other things there um, on um, on that one. Uh, finally, then actually the um, perhaps the most niggly game. Of um, of the round, with the uh, Reds versus the Waratahs, so um, perhaps the game that could that could, could throw up the most cards um, in this one, if the uh, if, uh, if 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 it goes to kind of uh, to to form, because let's be honest, um, these two the Queensland um, versus New South Wales, um, it's state of origin, it's all that kind of stuff. Um, there is some there's some real um, kind of bite between uh, between these two. They are also the two traditional um, sort of rugby powerhouses. In Australia, sort of times, um, pre Super um, Rugby uh, times, and your pre from a state point of view, rather than necessarily from a, a Reds and, and Waratahs point of view. Um, so, um, so this one it could be um, this this yeah this one I could, could I think will be competitive. It might not be high skill, but it'll be enthralling um, from from that point of view. I think it will be niggly as hell um, on um, on this one. Um, Tab. We've got the Reds as favourites, 162 versus 240 by the Waratahs. Um McTurney Wright says reckons that um, the uh, Tars have looked junk pre-season, um, and uh, the public 86% Reds, 14% Waratahs. Um I've gone Reds as well um, on uh, on this one. Um, I'm going with the with the home team, um, but um, but look, this is the this is the uh, beginning of the post Brad era, right? Um, as well, so. Um, so again, coaching change. Is this going to liberate the Reds? Is this going to make the Reds more of a a um a gritty team? Um, I think hard to see yourself being more gritty than Brad Thorne. Um, so um, but um, yeah, maybe this will be maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this isn't gonna be that uh, uh that, um that kind of uh, your big neighbor you wanna kind of beat. Um and maybe it will be a free-flowing youngsters enjoying themselves. Um Leskis actually decent. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying it's a change of coaches. I didn't say it was. Say it was downgrading. Um, the um, so um, but yeah, I think this 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 one could be the most niggly, or it could be the most throw around in some ways, depending on uh, which way the the, the the teams go. How do you see this one going?
2: I'm going. Look, I said it at the start of 500, and this is this is where it starts to go off track. Right, <laughs> you've got to take some gambles. And I'm going against all of you who, who think the Reds are going to win. Normally, I'll be straight on the Reds bandwagon. But I just, there's so much change to that Reds team. And I mean, there's so much change to the Waratahs too, but so much major change, as in big personnel, big name, big players, that I don't see the same Reds team that we've seen in the last few seasons. Does that mean they're going to win this game or lose this game? Tough to call. But I think 14% is very, very, very hard on the look like junk uh preseason Waratahs. as we know as we know nocturnal preseason means nothing come on let's all say it together so i'm going against the um against the grain on this one give me 14 give me $2.40 uh i think the Waratahs, based on nothing really apart from a little bit of squad looking and just thinking that the Reds will be down in the dumps with the Waratahs uh when it gets into it and the the, the I think it's gonna be the Queens of New South Wales thing is gonna play a part. I think you've these players Young, old, no matter what they are, they all have this, you know, uh, what battle or this, this this sort of predetermined hatred of of opposite state, right? Um, that really is lost in every other region outside of pretty much America, I guess, with, with uh, competition between states. No one really has that battle like what the, It's not New Zealand. Canterbury and Auckland don't really hate each other anymore. It's just another game, you know. That there's no there's no real proper rivalry there. Uh, let's be honest, NRL keeps that rivalry of Queensland and New South Wales at the top, right? That, that keeps it pretty much fresh. But hey, this hopefully should be a good competitive game. I think they need to um, hopefully get something out of for Australian rugby to show that there is a bit of fight for these two teams. Again, we don't want to see a big scoring one-sided win. I want to see the Waratahs actually come out and compete in this game. And I think if they can put the pressure on the Reds, um, they could have a chance in this one, which is why I'm going for the long shot. One long shot. That was my hot tip of the weekend.
0: There you go, because we both went for the long shot with the uh, Crusaders, apparently. With, uh, according a long according shot. To the, but look, on this one, look, I do not see this one being a blowout. I, I think this will be a tight game, no. and I think it will be close. Um, I, do not, yeah, I don't see it being an 86% blowout, but on this one, um, I think this will be be, be a good game. Um, the uh, This one, um, along with the um, Chiefs Crusaders, the two competitive games for me. The rest of them, let's be honest, um, we've we've gone pretty much down the line of they're going to win anyway. <laughs> Being our, uh, but we hope for competitiveness from the other guys. It's generally how we've gone. This game, uh, this one, I think will be niggly and close. Um, I think for the opening round and the, and the, and the opening and the closers are going to be close in this one, um, and um, and hence the um, that's why the TAB have got those two games with the longest odds for the winners. Um, so $1.60 <laughs> for the $1.62 for the Reds. Um everything else is tight. So yeah, so basically the, the TAB agree with us. These are the two closest games um of the um of the round. And I am a um, TAB picker. So yes, yeah, so let's um, head over to um then uh, the, our our, um, our middle of the night games um the uh the, that I might actually get up for. Um uh, because uh, I did get up and um do a uh actually i i, I won't it also gone because because uh, actually no, i might because i don't think i'll have a car by then so folks I've, I've, yeah the engine so the engine arrived on friday um a whole and, uh, the whole engine the whole new engine um and they decided that the engine was a, was was a, was a bad replacement engine so they sent it back and they're uh, getting another engine arriving tomorrow so um so yeah so it's going to be uh, uh, yeah i'll be oh. a, about 3 or 4 weeks without a car folks so um, yeah this is a big bill that's coming my way. Oh boy! Yeah, at some point, Patreon page,
2: uh, Indie Sports Radio. <laughs> slash...
0: At some point, you're supposed to go stop throwing good money after bad. <laughs> just buy a new car. Uh, just to buy, just buy a different car, second hand car, obviously not a new new car, but a new, new to me car. Uh, maybe I should have done that um, a while ago. Um, anyway, <laughs> fun and games. Patreon. Um, slash, uh. <laughs> Um give, little, give yeah, a little page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes, yeah, so let's move on to then the Six Nations, shall we? I can't see. believe the tab has got a section for World Cup 2027 already. Bloody hell. Who's <laughs> favourites? Um South Africa. World Cup 2027 so outright. <laughs> so... You live in the right town. No, New Zealand uh, for the TB, obviously, but New Zealand it's um New Zealand at $3.50, France $4.50. South Africa five dollars and Ireland six dollars um, currently. No, no. So, uh, interesting, no, interesting there. Anyway, back to um, the, uh, the the Six Nations, um, and um, yeah, home wins this round is I think what we're what we're expecting um, after Ooh. an opening round of um, away wins. Um, we kick off with um, Ireland versus Wales, um, and uh, Ireland at a uh, dollar and two cents are overwhelming favourites <laughs> against Wales at $13. In a two horse race, Wales are $13 to win. Ouch! <laughs> Western Force would like those odds. <laughs> they're way worse than Western odds. Um, exactly. If that if that was on if, if they're $13 Western Force, I would be yes, throwing some cash in it, big time. <laughs> um the um so anyway, uh like, yeah, Ireland would be Wales. It's quite obvious, right?
2: Uh, yeah, there's not too much to say about this one, is it? I mean, Ireland have looked the best team in the competition by far. They're performing. The guys are doing the right jobs. They look head and shoulders above the rest. Their set piece works well. Um, they're just doing everything right. Everyone else has got holes and problems. Um, Ireland don't look like they've got holes and problems. But what I, again, if I'm going to watch this game, if I'm going to get up at it's stupid o'clock. I want to see from Wales, okay? Like I'm not going to look at Ireland here. Sure, I'm going to pick at least, well, I'm going to pick the maximum four players in my fantasy team this weekend from Ireland. (laughs) But from Wales, I want to see a continuation of that development because, let's be honest, they've been pretty, they've been impressive. Impressive is not the right word. They've been constructive enough over the opening couple of rounds, right? We've seen some good things, seen some good periods. We're starting to see some new players emerge. That's what I'm going to look for from Wales this weekend. Again. Like we said right back at the start, be competitive. Um, that's what they've got to be. And this is their biggest task, to be competitive, because this is the game, you know, Ireland have already thrashed everyone that's come up against them. They've not really looked in trouble. Sure, Italy last week, oh, week before, didn't really count, but um, <laughs> they didn't play well, and they still smoked them. So, the France was the outlier. that They looked really, really impressive and made France look like absolute trash. So, Wales have got to stand up here and say, look, we can perform better Dan Italy, they definitely need to do that. Put points on the board for a start at Wales. That's objective number one. Um, and then just don't get completely shot out like France did. So put points on the board and try and defend Ireland. I mean, it's a simple game, rugby, right? If you can do that, keep those emerging talents coming through. Uh, give those youngsters a, 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 another opportunity that have impressed in the opening couple of rounds and develop what has worked. And now test it on what I think in this competition is the ultimate stage.
0: Look, look we, we, our, our, pre, our pre-tournament thing for Wales was be competitive, and they have been in their opening two games. Right, they lost by one point, lost by two points. I mean, they've, they've um, so yeah, Wales having a great tournament compared to pre, pre, um, pre-tournament expectations. Um, but this one, in all honesty, is yeah, is, is a step too far. The fact that the fact that France has shorter odds than Ireland just my head in. Um, for this one, it's just like how. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, um, look, yeah, Ireland win. Um, and look, he says, if I get up at 3.15, he's going to be up at 3.15 live streaming, guys. <laughs> so do join him, because I will not be joining him for that one. Yeah, probably. Um,
2: hey, look, for Wales, though, just finally, I, I just think Wales, out of all the teams, have actually have got the clearest path. Like, they can, it's it's obvious to see for them, you know, what has worked. Because because they're starting with such a clean slate at the start of the season, that it's, it's clear to see what's working what's not working whereas other, other teams have got such a, a muddy past of, oh, well, this worked a year ago, right? Whereas Wales have got such a clean slate that they can very easily react to, this isn't working, okay? We've been trying for 15 minutes, or this player hasn't worked in this half in this sort of structure, right? And they can easily adjust. And I think that's worked. I mean, result-wise, no, but you can actually see the changes impact the team almost instantly in the, in the way that they've played. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to see more. And by the end of it, by the end, they get to those crunch games like the Italy game where they should confidently say they can win. That's when it can start to all come together, I think, and they'll be in a, a really good spot. Like, compared to the start of the season, they should be in a really good spot.
0: Yep. Uh, look, writes, Any chance it for, is for Wales to sucker Ireland into red cards? <laughs> Do you remember that Six Nations a few years ago where, where Wales got, some, like, like four red cards against them or three red cards for, for opposition teams? Maybe. Just maybe. That's the thing they're going to... No, no. Sorry. And even, the, even... the
2: last time... That they're going to play in red and green as well in this fixture sorry it'll be the last time that they play in red and green
0: oh because the new the new world rugby directive that you can't have two dark colors
2: yeah whatever it is ah. yeah, the colorblind thing you whatever yeah so the last time enjoy it it's colors <laughs> i'll be white one of them will be white next time
0: i thought i thought it was about having black and white tvs but there we go obviously not um Anyway, yeah. On, on that note, what, watching snooker back in black and white TV days was was, was brilliant. <laughs> anyway, um, Scott, Scotland, England. Um, again, learning learning your colours by greys is a, is a, a wonderful thing for, for you if you have ever. If, yeah, go back and watch some um, snooker snooker pre pre colour TV days. Um Six. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm showing my age here, big time. Five forty five. Again, I will um, probably get up for. Um, because I won't have a car to go do any work, um, and watch uh, and, uh, and join Steve in his live stream. Um, is um, Scotland versus England? Scotland coming into this one's as favourites, a um, dollar sixty-two. England two dollars thirty-five. Uh, look, Scotland clearly come into this one as um, as favourites. Um, England also do come into this one with some injury worries, um, with um, uh, Alex Mitchell, the uh, scrum half, being injured, um, meaning yeah, that right. um, they're going to start with Danny Kerr. back to the future. No, shop.
2: Ben Spencer, come on.
0: You... Well, Surely. we'll see. We'll Surely see. not, Danny Care. Come on,
2: Danny it's not Cowell's... 1996.
0: Danny Kerr was on the bench for the last game, right? His yeah,
2: it's... he can't last 60 minutes. Ask his wife. It's all right, Ben Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: deary me, deary me. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. We'll see who starts for for England um, there um, with their new with their with their brand new attacking style of rugby um, that uh, that Stephen hasn't seen yet. Um, the, destroy okay, the Grand Slam. Uh, Sorry for the Grand Slam, exactly. But they've had the two easiest games out of the way. Well, this is where reality hits for um, for England, I think. Um in uh, this one. Um the uh I and mean, this comes uh, see not all right, so just feeling favourite tag for Scotland will will do will do in for them. Um frustration will boil over. Look, the the problem is that I would agree with you if Scotland hadn't beaten England in the last few years, right? they have got that mental hang up against teams like ireland against teams like um uh, france we saw that nearly happen in uh, in cardiff against wales because they're not they've not they've not won there for like a decade um, or something silly um this one of, um, this one from being an england fan um with the jersey's just there um this one unfortunately is not one of the ones where scotland have a hang up right they've done they've got over that already and hence scotland should win this one if they had a hang up i'd go for england but they don't um and therefore Scotland um, will uh, should win this one, we've hence the um, all uh, all home game wins. I think.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm tired of seeing England win. Sorry, but England uh, Ollie Lawrence back is is that the call? I think they have got three players coming back. All I saw was Ollie Lawrence, and I was like, woo! Um, so hopefully he goes straight back in the starting team because he could make a massive difference and actually run. That, that round oval sort of shaped thing that, that they kind of chase around all the time. Actually run with it and just not try and kick the laces out of it. They still they don't have laces anymore. Kick the leather off it. Uh, blow the bladder up. Whatever old they're school old, term I use. they not leather anymore. Oh, <laughs> kick the plastic off it. Whatever. <laughs> kick, kick, kick the, uh, whatever it's made out of. Um, Scotland, well, though, It
0: better be recycled plastic. Um.
2: <laughs> Those old milk bottles. Yeah, going to love that. Look. <laughs> Pressure is on. Scotland have to win. At home against England. If they lose this one, oh boy, I think Finn Russell might need to go see a psychiatrist or something because he will be absolutely done in. Uh, So yeah, big pressure. They've got to do something special here. But England aren't going to be a pushover, especially if if they do come with those changes uh, in their squad as well. So we'll see how they play. I don't expect it to be any difference, but a bit of personnel change might impact, especially in that midfield. I, I think there could be something Special about that, and we could see you know that the Bath boys that normally play together Lawrence and Redpath, oh, opposite sides. Oh, how exciting! <laughs> um, so that could be good to watch as well if they go off that. But yeah, home home advantage for me is a big one for Scotland. Uh, mentally, they've got to not, not win this game because it's England, not that mental side of thing, just win the game, actually finish a match. That's the mental side of thing for Scotland that they need to uh, push past, regardless of what the shirt is they're wearing.
0: So, there's only like two teams. Left to go for the Grand Slam, right? Ireland currently around $1.53. No Grand Slam winner, three dollars. England eleven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's more likely there'll be no Grand Slam winner than England winning it, according to um, according to the um, um, according to this one. Um, so yes, um, the uh, but um, look, yeah, it's, this is a if if they don't, if if Scotland don't win this one, then there's serious question marks over Gregor Townsend. Um, as a head coach, to be honest with you. Um, and he's just got himself a nice big, um, uh, a, nice big uh, a nice contract extension stuff. So um, it was talk about him going pre-World Cup. He was doing well, um, but this one, the World Cup, let's be honest, they didn't shoot any shots. This is a kind of a game that he has to win. Um, absolutely. Finally then, um, so I'll probably get up and, uh, and, and live stream that one with Steve. So do um, check out his channel for that live stream. It'll be going on for about six hours um, or something silly. Um the uh and then we have um on Monday morning at 4 a.m. and I will not be getting up for this one. France versus Italy, France a dollar a dollar one cent, uh shorter odds than Ireland. Um Italy sixteen dollars. Um we said last week it was eighteen dollars last week, and once we said boy, get on that, it dropped to sixteen. So um, so there we go. Um but um yeah, and uh so yeah, so look again, um I think Italy a more chance to beat France and Wales to beat Ireland, put bluntly. Um, France have um, mm-hmm. uh, France have not looked as imperious um, as Ireland. They do have um, uh, that the, there are opportunities against them. Um, the um, historically Italy have beaten France. They know they can do it. Um, whereas I think there's a massive uh, uh, um, mental block for Wales against Ireland in Dublin. Um, I don't think Italy will have that kind of same sort of problem. I think Italy was go for it. Um, so I think um, I think the odds here are wrong uh, that the fact that they're longer odds than uh, than Wales, uh, but even so, I still can't see Italy actually winning this one. France are the um, the odds-on favourites, but um, yeah, the the post um, or the or the temporary post or the, t- the temporary non Dupont era um, is stumbling, um, but um, but uh, yeah, sh- should uh, should get through this one rather comfortably.
2: Yeah, I, I want to see how France going to play. Uh, this one's intriguing to me, much like Wales was in that opening game about how they're going to develop and, and continue their progression. France need to show us something else, man. Uh, they've shown us very little to be excited about over those opening couple of rounds. Um, hey, honestly, the Italians have shown us more to be excited about than the French. The, the French has been full of disappointment. Sure, they're favourites. I expect them to win. If there's any game I expect, in a way, win, it's Scotland-England. Um, but boy, I, I agree. I give Italy more of a chance to beat France than I do Wales to beat Ireland. Ireland are just... I mean, like like they said in the college before, just give them the trophies now and tell them to go home and have another week off for anyone who's still got to play them. They are that far ahead of the competition in this in this um Six Nations so far. But yeah, France need to do something special. I think they need personnel changes. Um, they need to look... I mean, they're going to be missing... Uh, this weekend, I thought he was going to be back, but it seems like he's out for most of the six nations now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, when I read that about a few days ago, so that's going to be a big loss for their pack or their back row, especially. Uh, so they've got to, I think, yeah, nine is a big area. They've got to make changes. Um, I thought we saw that in their last game where they just, against Scotland, they got a lot of change of tempo off their bench. So they got to look to those sorts of changes. But I, I need to see something else with these Frenchmen. I need to see some sort of um, dominance against Italy. Uh, and it's it's got to come now. Or they, they could be in trouble. This is a game that I could see them struggle. You know, this is this is Uruguay at the World Cup again. Sort of feeling about it if they don't sort themselves out. Well, they could struggle their way. And, you know, they, these smaller teams, the, the Italians, right, not expected to do as much. A little bit of confidence goes a long way. And when you've got guys that with a little bit of confidence can do some freaky stuff, Capazzo, Yolani's, and the likes, Rex, those sort of men, they can they can do some damage. So, again, I don't think they'll underestimate Italy, but France need to look at themselves for their performance more than they look at their opponent as to how they're going to beat them. They just need to worry about themselves.
0: Yeah, I'll take a quick look through um, the, uh, the the news, see any news on, on the French team. And the only news I've got is... Um, Dupont will make his seventh debut. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they <treat> that, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, I'm talking about out 15s news. No, it's all about Dupont. He is, he, he is the poster boy at the end of, um, uh, at the at the end of the day. So um, yeah, we'll see. They, um,
2: they probably won't name their team until Friday morning because they're playing on our Monday. So I found with the last with round two with a Monday yep. game for us that they didn't name their team till Friday morning.
0: Yeah, forty-eight hours beforehand. Yep, exactly. So that's when it'll be. Actually,
2: no, it's Saturday morning? morning. Sorry, now it was, it was Friday last oh, last okay. round two. Yeah.
0: Um. So you, you, you could do it at um on, on, they, or they could leave it to Saturday. We'll just have to wait and um, we'll see on that one. But um. So yeah. So I'd say it's um. I yeah I, I, I can only see home victory there. Um. I will not be getting up at four o'clock on Sunday morning. I do have work Monday morning. Um. Uh, and also that one is just not uh, i'd say not not intriguing enough for me to, to to do so um on um on that one the um so yes and uh as dr Ross, yeah, Depont turns bad ball into good ball luca is getting rubbish ball rubbish service from his pack and that's the difference between these two players that yeah so he's not blaming luca he's blaming the pack um for for that so um time for the pack to stand up and provide the platform for um uh, for the scrum half is what he's saying um, and uh, let the to uh, to allow the backs to play anyway, folks. We will be back next week to discuss that. We'll be discussing the super rugby games, um, looking backwards, looking forwards, um, all of those sort of things, and uh, enjoying all the rugby. So stay safe, folks. Um, try and get an engine for your car if you haven't got one. Um, and um, and uh, I say catch Steve for his live streams of the uh, of um, well, yeah, we'll live streams of super rugby and um, Six Nations. So I think we'll probably be uh, chatting together. Um, this uh, this weekend, so do come do uh, catch us as we talk about all the rugby as it happens.